What's up? It's Delaney, and I'd love to invite you to become an honorary co-host of the Self-Helpless Podcast. Do you want to pick episode topics and guests? Done. Want to surprise your loved ones with shout-outs on the show for a birthday, project launch, a much-needed divorce? Whatever you're up to, would love to be a part of the celebration. Get your favorite and least favorite quotes featured on the podcast, submit questions for our special guests, and find lots more new features and surprises at patreon.com slash selfhelpless. You'll also get added to our patron insider email list to easily redeem rewards via a quick email reply because we know hanging out on Patreon isn't everyone's thing. You can also opt out of emails if you prefer to be a silent supporter of the show. And don't worry, we do not Scrooge McDuck these contributions. 100% of proceeds go directly to operating expenses that make this weekly podcast possible and available to all. Learn more at patreon.com selfhelpless or simply click the link in this episode's description. Thank you for helping me fill the void of being the last standing host of the Self Helpless Podcast. Thank you so much. <laughs> That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm -mm -mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Self Helpless. I'm Kelsey Cook. I'm Delaney Fisher. And I'm Taylor Tomlinson. And our topic today was actually voted on by our amazing patrons. We're going to be talking about caregiver burnout today. Yeah. Uh, so, so relevant. I'm sure so re- especially because we're all inside quarantine. So if you are somebody who's caring for, you know, uh, a, an elderly el- elderly parent or maybe a spouse or a family member or a friend or something, I'm sure uh, you might be feeling that a little bit even more so right now. Definitely. Uh, as always, if you want to be part of our Patreon and be able to vote on upcoming show topics, you can join at selfhelpless. Oh, I'm sorry. Patreon.com slash selfhelpless and join yeah. there. Uh, super, super great way to spend like five bucks every month and you get bonus episodes from us, which is lots yes, of fun. Indeed. Um, we have a quotable Delaney. Do you want to read that quotable? Oh, sure. Uh, this is from Daisaku Akita. Hopefully that was right. Um, Buddhist philosopher. (laughs) Yes, Buddhist philosopher, but submitted by one of our helpsters, Michael. And it says, even if things don't unfold the way you expected, don't be disheartened or give up. One who continues to advance will win in the end. Hmm. That's a little quote about parents, huh? Yes. I love that. Very sweet. Very sweet. Nice one. So why are we talking about caregiver burnout? Uh, As statistics show, millions of Americans serve as unpaid family caregivers for a loved one. These caregivers might feel forced to choose between their careers and caring for their aging parents or grandparents. Yet it is a topic that's not discussed that often, but many people will become caregivers. For example, in his 30s, actor Rob Lowe was a caregiver for his mother during her stage four breast cancer diagnosis. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Rob Lowe said about his experience, 
sense, it was not a role I was expecting to land. It didn't come with much preparation, but it turned out to be one of the most rewarding things I've ever done and undeniably one of the most difficult. Yeah. The mental, physical, and emotional stress of caregiving, often not reported or treated, taxes many people, yet few caregivers feel comfortable discussing these challenges. Definitely. I mean, we've talked about emotional labor on the podcast a lot, and it's like how so hard to quantify the amount that goes into being a caregiver. And there's often no, not a lot of structure to it. You don't really know how long you might end up being a caregiver, if the person's condition is going to improve, it's, it's a lot of unknowns. Yeah. I can't imagine being, I mean, a professional caregiver even right now, right? Like, you know, yeah. if you're, you know, working in a hospital or, you know, hospice nurse or all those types of things. Like, yeah, that's just part of the job too, where I can't, yeah. you know, how, how to balance all that. And then, um, you know, uh, like, because we're all quarantined right now too. It's like, you know, people out there who have children with special needs and stuff like that, a lot of them might be finding it difficult to like get access to their like usual, like, you know, kind of therapy or whatever that might be where they go somewhere for a couple hours and maybe give the parent a little bit of time to themselves. Like I think a lot of that stuff is not really, you know, happening maybe virtually. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think this is a super important topic to, to discuss right now, especially. So what is caregiver burnout specifically taking care of a loved one who has dementia, physical disabilities, or other conditions that uh, makes demands on your time, energy, and emotions. It demands that as the Cleveland clinic warns can easily seem overwhelming, overwhelming Uh, caregiving can tax your patients and foster fatigue, frustration, and guilt becoming a grueling grind that takes a heavy toll on the caregiver's body and mind. A 2018 study from insurance firm Genworth, uh, found that 41% of caregivers experience depression, mood swings, and resentment as a result of their labors. Over time, that physical and psychological wear and tear can lead to a caregiver burnout, a condition of feeling exhausted, listless, and unable to cope. It can cause caregivers to make mistakes that could endanger a loved one, such as mismanaging medication or lead to unhealthy behaviors like smoking or alcohol abuse. That's why watching for the signs of caregiver burnout and taking proactive steps to deal with it before it spirals out of control is important. Oh my gosh. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's so important to take care of yourself if you're a caregiver, which can often seem probably just like so unrealistic to do so when you feel like tethered to somebody in that way. But it's yeah. almost like, okay, if you really want to take care of that person, you have to take care of yourself first. Like if you, like if you, I would have to spin it like that because I, I would be somebody very prone to caregiver burnout and I've, I've Mm -hmm. experienced it a little bit. Um, but I would have to constantly remind myself, wait a minute, if I want to show up for this person to the best of my ability, I have to take care of me first before I do so. Um, so if I really love that person, I got to go take a break, you know, and, 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 you know, do whatever I have to do. Um, Yeah, But uh, the causes of caregiver burnout, along with the heavy workload and emotional demands of family caregiving, these issues can also contribute to burnout. Conflicting demands. It's hard to balance the needs of the care recipient, coworkers, and employers, family members, and yourself. Lack of control. You may feel unable to manage your money and resources. You may also feel you don't have the skills needed to effectively manage a loved one's care. Lack of privacy. As you provide care, it may leave you with little time to be alone. Role confusion. You may have difficulty separating your roles as caregiver and as the parent, sibling, or spouse of the care recipient. Unreasonable demands. Other family members 
um, or the person in need of care may place unreasonable demands upon the time, resources, and emotional capacity of a caregiver. And finally, unrealistic expectations. Some caregivers or other family members have unrealistic hopes for the effect their caregiving efforts will have on loved ones. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it just sounds overwhelming just reading all that, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. I just can't imagine. And like, I, I know not every, and the, the shitty part is not everybody is able to get the professional help they need, you know, like not everybody has the resources to, you know, get like a professional in to care for somebody full time or like, you know, put somebody in a, a group home or whatever that, that, that might be. Um, and I just, I don't know. I just, I, I have a lot of compassion for people who are going through that because that yeah. is a lot to juggle. And like everybody has their opinion. Everybody's going to insert their opinion about so-and-so taking care of so-and-so or like, why aren't they doing it this way? Or I would be able to do it better. Like, I'm sure there's so, there's so much, like so many family dynamics too, that go along with that, depending on who the caretaker is and like what their role is in the family, like, you know, before they take on that role. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Do you guys have any kind of thoughts or experiences with this? I'm relating super, super hard to all of this. Um, I went through being um, a caregiver for, it was maybe like a six month or so period of time, pretty intensely, and then turned into more of like, um, it was still weighing on me emotionally, but I wasn't physically in person having to do as much of the, the caregiving at that point. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. But um, when you, it's not, I don't have any sort of medical background. And I think a lot of people, when they get kind of suddenly thrust into that caregiver role, you go from zero to 100, like one day your life was this. And then all of a sudden, all of the rest of your priorities in life are knocked down yeah. to put the priority in taking care of a loved one. Um, and you don't have any structure. So that's why I think a lot of the symptoms of caregiver burnout are pretty intense because like no one's telling you, Hey, take breaks from this. And some, in my situation, I didn't feel like I was allowed to take breaks because it felt like it was my responsibility to make sure that this person was okay during this really hard time. And, um, it's true where it's like, well, if you're not getting any sleep, if you're getting really irritable, if you're getting you know all these things, then you aren't able to perform your abilities as a caregiver uh, at their best. Like when you have to provide medication, that's where that shit can get dangerous. Of like, 
yeah. if, if you're not up to par with how you should be um, caregiving, then that can be slippery. But uh, yeah, I mean, fortunately with that situation, things are a lot better now, but it's interesting how quickly I get triggered by even just a six, I, I just was doing it for like six months pretty intensely. And I still, if something comes up, that's a, almost like a little bit of a flare up, I crumble immediately. Like yeah. I get really emotional really fast if I feel like it might swing back toward that at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's so tough, dude. I, I mean, I, you know, for me, it was a, a relatively short period um, but for me, it was like, I didn't feel like I could even relax, you know, like even, even if you are trying to take a break, it can be hard to just clear your head and not be thinking, Oh God, is that other person? Okay. If I'm gone right now, like, what are they up to? Like, you know, that whole just kind of cycle of thought. So I feel like it can also be hard just allowing yourself to relax or even enjoy yourself when you know, somebody that you love is struggling in some way. Um, yeah. where you kind of maybe almost feel guilty if you do have a nice time away from them or whatever that might be. And I would say, uh, I feel like I've been kind of an emotional caregiver in a lot of ways, like for my whole life off and on. Mm. And so I, something that I kind of thought was maybe a normal role to play, um, for this person, I don't think really was a lot of the time. And yeah. so I feel like the the emotional labor episode might be a good one to listen to. I think Kelsey mentioned it if you're also kind of identifying with this because yeah. that if you have that kind of dull like, you know, caregiver role kind of like that's what you feel like you are kind of constantly then adding this on top of it too can really throw you over, you know, put you yeah. over the edge. Um yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, warning signs of caregiver burnout, anger or frustration toward the person you're caring for, denial about your loved one's condition, depression, exhaustion that makes it tough to complete daily tasks, health problems such as getting sick more often, inability to concentrate that makes it difficult to perform familiar tasks or causes you to forget appointments, irritability and moodiness, sleeplessness, and social withdrawal from friends and activities you used to enjoy. It makes total sense. I mean, if you're already overwhelmed, right? Yeah. I mean, and you're not sleeping and you're depressed, of course you're going to withdraw from, from friends and family and activities that you don't have to do because you have so much on you uh, yeah. that feels like necessary. It's such right. a domino effect too. It's like if because of this, you're getting stressed out. Then it's also like, you're probably not going to sleep very well. And then when you're not sleeping very well, you become irritable. And when you're irritable, you usually are more quick to anger. And it just, I went through that so many times, uh, during the period of time I was being a caregiver where it's like, you, you feel so guilty to like snap at that person or be angry at them or irritable because you know that like, they're not choosing to experience whatever illness, whether it's mental or physical that they're going through, it's like a sense, it's a real thing that's happening to them, but it's like, you're angry at the world that it is happening to them. You're angry that they can't just like snap out of it, even though, you know, as somebody who like struggles with a lot of anxiety, anytime somebody has been like, just don't be anxious. You're like, Oh, cool. Thanks so much. I guess I'll go fuck myself. Right. Like, right. People who like, don't get that. That's not how it works. And it's so true. Like, 
it's easy when you're on the receiving end of somebody maybe um, not being in a good place mentally where you're just frustrated and you just want to be like, oh, just go back to being the person that you've always been. Like, why are, why are you doing this? And it's so much more complicated than that. But I, I got to a point where I was like really quick to anger and very irritable because I just was, it's just a lot. It's just taxing. Yeah. 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 Oh, I'd imagine like every new parent goes through this too, right? Mm. Well, I was going to say that. Yeah. Big time caregiver with a freaking baby who can't yeah. do anything on its own because they just are not like real people yet. <laughs> yeah. So you're just, Ooh, that's a lot. That is a Seriously. lot. Um, so some tips to reduce caregiver stress, give yourself a break. Ask a friend or relative to fill in for you for a few hours occasionally so you can take a walk, watch a movie, or go out to dinner. If you don't have that sort of informal support available or feel you need more structured care, look into other options through the Access to Respite Care and Help, A-R-C-H, National Res- – is it Respite? Is that, is that the right word? Uh, yeah, I think Network so. and Resource Center's National Respite Locator, which can help you find adult daycare centers and home care services in your area. Oh, that's great. So yeah, look up ARCH for more info about them and then simplify your communication. Keeping extended family and friends up to date about your loved one's situation through phone calls or individual emails can be tiring and you may not want to broadcast that information on social media. So try using a website like CaringBridge, Post Hope, or My Lifeline that allows you to post updates for everyone simultaneously, oh. which, con- uh, which controls uh, to protect your loved one's privacy. Oh, that's amazing. I wish that's I would have so known smart. about that, honestly, because oh, yeah. that was Oh my God, that was, that was definitely adding to the, the burnout in my situation too, is like updating everybody individually. So I, ha- I just ended up like appointing one person like, okay, I will call you at the end of each day to give you an update and then you can please just fill in everybody else. Smart. So like just delegating something like that is so helpful. Yeah. Um, and then uh, tap into online resources. The U.S. government's elder care locator can connect you with your local area agency on aging, which can guide you to resources in your community to help you deal with the challenges you're facing. With the Community Resource Finder, an online database from AARP and the Alzheimer's Associ- Association, you can find a range of programs and services in your area, from elder law attorneys to transportation. The Family Caregiver Alliance's Family Care Navigator can help you locate local resources, too. So nice that there's there's uh, several options. And then also join a support group. If you feel like you're alone in your struggle, uh, talking with other family caregivers can lift your spirits and help you think through solutions to various problems. You may be able to find a support group through a local church or hospital or at the website of the Well Spouse Association, which coordinates a national network of groups or for spousal caregivers. AARP has an online caregiving forum and a Facebook discussion group where caregivers can share information and advice and the Family Caregiver Alliance operates an online support group that communicates via email. Well, that's, that's some good resources. Um, yeah. Definitely <laughs> check those out. Yeah. I also, uh, Emma, if you're comfortable, um, you reached out and mentioned to me that you, um, you used to work and special needs, by the way, Emma is our amazing uh, engineer Yay, and editor. Hi. If you're on YouTube right now, you can see her uh, jump in. And um, you said that you might be able to speak to this topic well. So I'd love to hear what uh, you have to say. I didn't realize this is what you guys were doing before we started today. But yeah, my, my brother's a special needs adult who requires full-time one-on-one care. 
Wow. Uh, and I worked wow. for his care program for a couple summers when I was in college. Wow. So, and I have okay. a lot of family that works in it too. Okay. So how, you know, what, what about this? Like, do you relate with the most? What, what can you? Well, especially during COVID right now, which is, I kind of assume why people wanted to talk about this, where like my brother's program was shut. They couldn't, they had to close. Um, So he didn't have his one-on-one care. So he was home with my parents and he's physically very healthy. He's just mentally disabled. So we're lucky in that regard. But for a lot of families, that's a lot of work. It's like, especially the feeding tubes and wheelchairs and all of those kind of things. So it's, it's uh, not having your normal care system. Like my brother's usually in care from 9am until 6pm. And so like him being home, him being home is a big difference for my parents, especially with them working from home. Like they're there, but they're working. So he's watching a lot of movies and like, he's very confused and very bored. And it's hard to, it's like having a child at home, but like a six foot tall child who requires yeah. way more attention. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh and it's so tough because you know, the, his, his caregiver or his usual caregivers, right? Like people go to school for this, you know, they're right. trained in so many different things. They take classes, they get degrees and certifications. And it's like, and then when it falls on somebody who doesn't have that, it's like, you have to just kind of do the best with what you have. And that yeah. can just be like, you have to, it's almost like you have to do like research on top of, you know, caregiving, Right. And a lot of those caregivers who have all that education and they're, they tend to be like the saints of the world. They're like the kindest people, the most patient and they get paid dirt. Like they make virtually no money, but they do it because they love the work, but they're, they usually have to have so many jobs that the burnout is so common because you can't stop working because you got to pay your bills. Oh my god. So yeah, it's a, it's, I can't, I've been thinking about this a lot lately, like right now with like all these programs closed, like so many people are doing so many jobs that they never signed up for, or like that they're not used to doing on top of the jobs that they're already trying to do like remotely or whatever. Man. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, that's so nuts. Thank you for jumping on and giving us some insight. (laughs) Thanks for talking about it. It's such an important thing that people don't talk about that often. So it's nice to hear people are interested in learning about it. Yeah, thank yeah. our patrons for voting mm-hmm. it in. It's a great topic. Um, yeah, well, kind also of to- such good, such good perspective uh, for those of us who are whining about those of us, me, uh, <laughs> whining about having to pivot career wise. I'm like, I'm like, oh, I have to learn how to use a green screen to stay relevant. <laughs> <laughs> like, people are learning harder jobs. Oh man. <laughs> yeah. Well, to piggyback exactly. on what Emma was saying, uh, how like you know a lot of the people working in the caregiving business do it because they genuinely love the work here are just some some positive aspects of caregiving the american psychological association recently cited a 2014 survey citing that 84 percent of caregivers viewed caregiving as a positive experience that's really interesting to me that's like a very high percentage because i i didn't feel that way about it as it was happening like i mean it made me the, the feeling of when that person can potentially get better is such a wonderful feeling but as it was happening i wasn't I wasn't like equipped for it, I don't think. But um, the I caregiver think there's a big report. difference between taking Sorry. care of someone who's sick, who has the ability to like get better someday, and someone who is permanently disabled, where you're not really trying to get them to a different place. You're just trying to enrich the life that they already have. And I think those can be uh, a, a little a different reward wise as the caregiver. 
Oh, Absolutely. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Especially if somebody maybe like comes into this world already in that state and you kind of know going into it, like, okay, this is what their life is going to look like. Right. Um, compared to somebody who's maybe been a certain way their whole life, been healthy, you expect a certain set of behavior from them. And then all of a sudden it's like they're behaving like a different person. That's very right. jarring and kind of exactly uh, yeah, hard to deal with. Mm-hmm. Um and just one last thing, the caregiver surveyed reported these positive experiences from caregiving, a sense of giving back to someone who has cared for them, the satisfaction of knowing that their loved one is getting excellent care, personal growth, increased meaning and purpose in one's life. Uh, and some caregivers feel that they are passing on a tradition of care. Um, mm. And I think some of that t- touches on, Delaney, what you're talking about with having kids. I know that people talk about like, even though it can be so hard, that it gives yeah. you so much more meaning and purpose in your life than you uh, maybe wouldn't have if you didn't have them. Yeah. And even like when I was, you know, kind of in a caretaker role not too long ago, it's like, I did feel like I wanted to be the one helping make these decisions for that person. Like I yeah. wanted to to be to be there and take on the responsibility. And I did feel like, well, like you know, you know, it should be me over anybody mm-hmm. else. So I, I do understand that too, where like I was, I was very, you know, I was so grateful that I have built the career that I've built where I can leave whenever I need to. That really hit me hard during that period of time where I'm like, wow, I'm able to really clear my schedule. Nothing is affected and go take care of this person. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I kind of felt like a responsibility. Like I did want to be there to, to give back to that, to that person, but it didn't make it any, any easier. Yeah. Definitely. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's, that's our, uh, our meat, the meat of that subject. We have an iTunes review. Tay, do you want to read the iTunes review? Sure. This is from scientists 24. This is the best. I only recently started listening amidst quarantining and have been so happy to have this in my ears and escape and comfort during this crazy time. And I'll be listening to, I'll be listening to long after this. Oh, that's so nice. Very Thank sweet. You. So good. So I'm going to sneak away while you guys do segments. Well, wait, Emma, do you have a segment? <laughs> I was going to say Emma, you should have a segment. <laughs> I don't, You're now I don't our know. guest, Emma. <laughs> I feel unprepared. <laughs> I mean, I have a new rug. Sh- I have a new rug showing up for my office today that will make my recordings a lot easier for myself. So I guess that's a little bit of a treat yourself. <laughs> oh, there there you go. Yourself, baby. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Thanks, awesome. Emma. Thanks for jumping on, Emma. Of course, anytime. I'll let you guys finish up. Okay. Thanks. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. So do you guys have segments? Always. 
Always. Always. Always you start. Segments. Okay. What do I got? Let me pull it up. Uh, I guess I have a good shit. You know who I really want to give a shout out to? Um, Freaking Patrick Nicely. Just the greatest guy. Uh, if you, I think we've mentioned him before, but um, graphic designer, does websites, logos, all the things. And um, I finally launched my new website, DelaneyFisher.com, updated it um, to where it now fits like more of what I do currently. I think it was, it was like pretty comedy heavy still up until this point. And I'm like, time to change and rebrand. Mm, so mm-hmm. um, I just want to basically give Patrick a shout out because seriously, he's made every website I've ever needed, you know, most logos I've ever needed, like packaging inserts, just anything I've needed for design, he has just crushed. And I really can sincerely say that I don't think my businesses would be as successful without his help the past several years. Um, So you guys, if you, if you are looking for a graphic designer, whether it's a logo or a website, um, you can reach out to Patrick nicely at gmail.com. It sounds just like it, or it's what he spells just like it sounds. Mm -hmm. N I C E L Y. Um, But didn't he also do your, uh, some cover art for you, Kels, like your album and, Kane's album and stuff. Didn't Patrick do those? Yeah, he helped. uh, He helped me so many times in the last few years. And even just recently, I reached out to him to help um, download my set uh, from A Little Late with Lily Singh. So I had like the video file of it. He's just the best. He's like a jack of all trades. Anything with like graphic design or tech. He helped me with like the final touches on my website and with my album cover, Kane's album. Like he's wonderful. So yeah, shout out to Patrick. Oh, and he made the self-helpless cover. Yeah. 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 But yeah, I, I just, I think I just, yeah, that he's, he's my segment. He's my good shit segment. He's, he's definitely like more than a designer too. Like you can give him an idea and he's super creative himself and he can just like make it look better than you ever thought imaginable. So go, yeah. go show Patrick some love people. He's the best. Uh, <laughs> Tay, do you have a segment? Yeah, I guess this is a good shit. Um, so I'm sure that people have seen like much more famous people than I am doing this. Um, but I am now uh, on this app. It's it's an app that I have on my phone that allows people to basically text a second phone number I have. Um and yeah, like Whitney does it and Bert does it. And like, I think JLo is on, like, there's all these people on it. And, um, when I first heard about it, I was like, I, I don't want to do that. <laughs> I was like, that sounds like just more work. I was like, I don't want right. to get texts and stuff. And, uh, I, I've, I've been talking to like my team and stuff about the last few months. And it's so funny. We, we finally got it going and launched it yesterday and somebody, I saw somebody commented today, and I've seen them comment this on on other comedians too. Where somebody said, "Like, is she selling our information? Like, is she selling our phone numbers <laughs> or something like to ads?" And I was like, I- "Honestly, I would probably think the exact same thing. Right? If yeah. I were them, I'd be like, what the fuk is this? Like, that's very right. much my energy as well.'" so I responded and I'll say it here too for anybody who's like I don't know about that um I think all you have to do is put in your phone number and your name your age and your location and it's it's essentially just signing up for an email list but over text like in the same way that you go to someone's website and you go here's my email I want to hear updates when you're going places so it's like that except I I may actually respond to you (laughs) I say may because um, 
I got so many. I got like 4,000 texts in a oh day. Oh my God. That's yeah. awesome. It's Holy insane. Shit. On your, I, to your phone or you have to open up the app to see it, It's right? an app. It's an app on my phone, but the app, like I'll show you when I open the app, it looks like, it just looks like my texts. Like it's wild. And Whoa. was it, that overwhelming? Are you excited about it? I mean, it's a little overwhelming. So like, that's the app right Whoa. there. It just looks oh like my iMessages. Yeah, it's crazy. Wow. So That's nuts. Yeah, it's absolutely insane. I did not think that um, it was going to be that many that quickly. But it is cool because when you when you text it, it you get like an auto reply that I wrote mm-hmm. that says like, "Hey, uh, you'll be like texting me directly if you just fill out this quick form." Again, it's like name, age, location. And it's just so when I like come to where you are, like New York, I can text you direct to your phone and just be like, Hey, I'm in New York next month. That kind of thing. That's fantastic. Yeah. And also like there are a bunch of people who are like, is this actually you? (laughs) And obviously (laughs) I don't know that I'm going to be able to respond to all of these to be quite honest with you. Um, but on those, I've been like trying to send selfies. (laughs) (laughs) Is me. me. Oh in my me. god, that's so um, funny. Which I've seen Whitney do it a bunch, and it's so funny. What like people just don't believe it. And again, I would not either. But like, right. I'll be straight with you guys. I don't run my TikTok. Um, I I yeah. don't touch it. I've I've spent like two half hour increments in the last week watching TikTok, and I will say it is a great distraction. <laughs> like, fun. I get why yeah. TikTok is blowing up right now. Um, right. it is. If I weren't in quarantine, I don't know that I would have gotten into it. But now that I'm in quarantine, if I just need to like turn my brain off for a minute, I'm like, let's go watch hot people do the same dance. It's um, candy. It's it is. Candy. It's just candy. It's just Twizzlers mm-hmm. on your phone. Um, but my point is, if you use the phone number, you just go to my Instagram and there's like now a little button that says text on it. And you can just hit that and it'll like open up a text thing in your phone with me. Um, if you do text me, send me a message that says self-helpless or helpster or Kelsey or Delaney in the message because I am able to filter messages I get with like certain keywords. So I have like different folders also in addition to all those texts. So I, I did this so I wouldn't miss helpsters. Those texts get saved to a folder specifically oh, so nice. labeled oh, so self-helpless. Say hi to them. Yeah. That's nice. Oh, that's really sweet. So those are like my first priority. For oh, that's so reasons. cute. That's so nice. Oh, I yeah. love, love that. that. Oh my God. So go text Taylor, everybody. And yeah. make sure you mention self-helpless or a helpster. So you get a better chance of getting a response. <laughs> yes, <laughs> for sure. Yay. That's awesome. Um, I have kind of a good shit, I guess. It's like a pending good shit, but, um, so we did our self-helpless makeup challenge, uh, and that went on YouTube, what, a week ago at this point? So if you haven't watched on YouTube, go watch it. We had so much fun. We basically all hopped on Zoom, and Taylor and Delaney tried to do their makeup like me as I, I instructed them over Zoom. And Keyword tried. <laughs> yeah, Keyword seriously. Tried. <laughs> there was an incident with a beauty blender that will haunt my dreams forever. I threw uh, it away this morning. I tried oh. to use it. <laughs> I tried, I tried to use it this morning because I was going to send you, a, I was going to send you a picture and go, look, it still works. And it absolutely did not. 
I, I told you to burn that right then. How did I you know. still have it? I forgot and I threw it away this morning. Oh my god! I thought I thought I was like it's also a bad beauty blender. I've had beauty blenders before that I did that to until they were gone, and they worked fine. That this wasn't one, the first time you'd done that. No. I just I don't understand how so many things escaped your guys's. <sighs> knowledge center of like how to take care of a beauty blender like literally nobody else i've never even owned a beauty blender well yeah that doesn't surprise me (laughs) i'm way ahead of her (laughs) yeah but it's still like so far behind society both of you (laughs) it's just anyway anyway if you haven't watched it on youtube it's on the self-helpless uh podcast channel on youtube and you should go watch it but um Taylor posted a picture of her like after beauty look on her Instagram and uh, I posted as well. Delaney posted and I was absolutely shocked by how many people commented saying like, I will pay money to have Kelsey teach me how to do my makeup. Like, please make an online course, please make videos for this. And, um, I had been pretty resistant to doing something like this for a long time. And Delaney, good old business coach Delaney had been in my ear dropping hints for months and months and months now telling me I needed to do an online makeup course. And um, I was having a lot of imposter syndrome over it. And it took, I think it took seeing so many comments from uh, all these people online, some of them helpsters, some of them not helpsters. And it just made me feel like, okay, I really have no more excuse now because I'm actually hearing from people that they want me to do this. It's not just like, a cool sounding idea. It's, it's a real yeah. thing. So, uh, there's really no better time than quarantine to throw myself into a new project. So I am in the process of, um, planning and then about to start shooting an online makeup course. There you go. Yeah. Very <laughs> excited. And obviously there will be a big announcement here on the podcast when it is live and ready to go for those of you who are interested in, in learning, uh, about makeup. There you go, baby. Stay tuned. And please welcome my newest client, Kelsey Cook. (laughs) (laughs) A truly thriving artist. A truly thriving artist. (laughs) Happy to be on board. Happy to be here. I am so excited. I have to say, I mean, I'm sure a lot of you have watched the video, so you know, but like, first off, I already went back. I had to do an at-home shoot for something yesterday, and I went back and watched that video I'm so happy. Kelsey made with the, I watched me yeah. on a video doing my makeup with Kelsey guiding me. Um, because like, it's one thing to have makeup tutorials that are like by these YouTube beauty gurus who have all the most cutting edge shit. Right. Right. Of like, this is my highlighter. It was $200 and <laughs> you can only get it if you're verified, but just <laughs> right. do whatever you want. And to have Kelsey, <laughs> straight up on zoom with us personally, like going, hold up what you have, you trash fire of a woman. And then we go, this is what we have. It's something you gave us. And, um, (laughs) which, which color do I use? Like that is so, I, I cannot tell you, I wouldn't, I have never done my makeup that well in my entire life. And I'm, I'm still using things I learned on that call with you like every day since, um, the one thing that I really need to practice is the eyeshadow stuff. So I'm excited for your course. Um, but like, 
seriously like I remember Kelsey said this early on I don't know if you said it on the podcast or if you just said it to us interpersonally but you were like there's so many tutorials on YouTube and it's like yeah but that's different that's like yeah it's it's not the same and people do want to learn how to do their makeup right now even though we're all staying home because like we're still having zoom calls we're still taking selfies (laughs) (laughs) we're still filming videos like we gotta know That's true. Yeah. I mean, and I genuinely, I had so much fun teaching you guys. Like it really lit up a different part of my brain because I don't have that feeling when I'm doing comedy. I'm not like teaching anybody anything, but there's something so like gratifying to me to tell you guys, Hey, okay. If you do your makeup like this, as opposed to this way that you've been doing it, that maybe isn't as like um, beneficial might not look the best way in a certain technique to watch you guys change it and see in in real time how beautiful it looks. It's like oh, it's awesome. It's so much fun. And I know you know makeup silly, and I, we all should strive to feel like beautiful without makeup as well. But I really I fucking love makeup and and how it can make people feel special. So um, I'm really yeah. excited to like dive in and just teach and like give more tips and techniques and and yeah I'm, I'm not gonna be not I mean and I love so many YouTube beauty um, gurus but yeah there are definitely ones out there who uh, cater more to like a certain clientele where they are applying you know like you said a $200 highlighter with like a dolphin's fin and it's like yeah. okay well you know <laughs> I felt I feel like a lot of the people who have left comments saying that they're wanting me to do an online course are people who are like hey I genuinely don't know even where to start with makeup And I'm not looking to go to the club like five nights a week. I'm looking for like, I need some basics. I need like an everyday sort of look, teach me some stuff like that. So I'm, I'm really excited. I would love, um, for also, I think we should all do another one first off. Um, when your course is available or whenever, because it was very fun. Um, I would love to do another one after, I have purchased things that you think would be helpful now that you've seen what I <laughs> am in possession of. Yes. I would love, I would love to go back and do another one when you're like, okay, did you get a brush like this? Yeah. Because that made it hard last time. You know what I mean? Well, there's so many videos on YouTube where it's like a certain challenge. Like, have you seen the baby hands challenge? No. Okay, YouTube beauty gurus as like a funny thing bought, you know, Kristen Wiig's character on SNL where she had the baby hands. So people went and bought the baby hands online and did their makeup using only baby hands. What? That's hysterical. Like they held on to the handles of them and then used little baby hands with brushes and like tried to like apply mascara. No. But it's as hilarious as it is, it's also showcasing that like it's the importance of tools with makeup are so it's a huge difference when you're using the right brush or the right technique it's not just the product yeah. it's so much of it is, is the tool so yeah I would be very curious Tay to see how different things would go if you had the right tools and yes Delaney and I when we had our business zoom meeting about making the <laughs> online course Delaney suggested it would be great to not only shoot these videos to have the online course but to pr- also offer people like if you want me to do a one-on-one 30 minute makeup session with you over zoom I can offer that as well if you if like you know people watching wanted a more personalized experience yes yeah exactly so I'm really excited yes thank you guys for pushing me to do it I appreciate it I'm glad you you got there (laughs) 
<laughs> I know. I know. It was a live imposter syndrome and you know, people shit people shit on comedians sometimes for not being like only hardcore comedy all the time and makeup is such a, you know, can be looked at as such like a fluffy thing that is not at all comedy. But um I don't know. I'd like to think that when I do the videos, I can still be myself and, and try to be well, funny yeah. in them, but still teach people stuff. Exactly. Yeah. We also only feel that way because we don't know how to do makeup. <laughs> <laughs> you know? You know, when you're just like, I think that's stupid. It's like, you just don't know how. <laughs> that's how I am. Uh... It's a weird skill set I acquired, but um, yeah. So anyway, that's my good shit. It'll be coming soon. I'm excited to start shooting everything. Yay. 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 All right. Well, well I think that's else, it for guys? this episode. Hey, if you guys want to binge some more episodes, you can go to patreon.com slash self helpless. What do we got? Like 52, 53 episodes up there? Yeah, yeah it's 52 hours. And, yeah. you know, if you guys have never subscribed to Patreon, those are us responding to all of your emails. So when you guys write in with recommendations and advice questions and just you know, anything that you, you send us, that's us answering, you know, responding to you guys and giving you guys, you know, as, as best advice as we can offer, um, yeah. for, you know, with our own experiences and stuff. And also there's fun little rewards and stuff on there as well. So yeah. It might be we, nice. Oh, sorry. Go, yeah, ahead. go ahead. I was going to say might be a nice little quarantine treat, little Patreon. Mm. Yeah, five five bucks a month. That's nothing. Um, I was going to say, we have a segment on our Patreon called Deep Shit as well, where we reveal some like the real real. If you're looking to be uh, in on the stuff. (laughs) Ground floor. Ground floor, baby. Ground floor. Yeah, there's stuff uh, on Patreon that we'll probably never say on the the public show. Oh, definitely not. (laughs) Never. 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 (laughs) But yeah. Come hang out on Patreon if you guys want. And um, we'll talk to you guys next week. Yeah. Bye. We love you. Stay safe. Bye. Thank you guys so much for listening to Self Helpless. We love you guys so much. There are a few different ways you can support our show. You can leave us a five-star rating and review on iTunes. It really helps us move up the charts. You can also tell a friend about the show, post it on social media, and you can join our Patreon. It's where you can get bonus episodes from us and lots of really fun content, ways to interact with the show. That's at patreon.com slash selfhelpless. And if you go to selfhelplesspodcast.com, that's where you can get links to all of our individual stuff. Delaney, where can people find you? You can find me at DelaneyFisher.com. You can find uh, the online courses there, one-on-one creative consulting, watch my comedy special, and find Dicks by Delaney there. Perfect. Tay, where can people find you? You can find me on ttomcomedy.com for tour dates and links to everything else social media-wise. I am at Taylor Tomlinson on Twitter and Instagram. Perfect. You guys can find me at KelseyCook.com for all my tour dates. My Instagram is at KelseyCookComedy. Twitter is at KelseyCook. Please be sure to watch my foosball web series on YouTube called Wrist of Fury. I've had Delaney and Taylor on together. It was such a fun episode. And you can download and buy my album Savor It on iTunes, Spotify, anywhere you find comedy albums. We also want to give a shout out to our amazing producer, Lauren Mahoney, and our amazing editor, Emma Erdbrink. We love you guys, and we will talk to you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.